Okay. I'm in this much. Okay, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, okay. How, okay. Do I sound do I sound uh, bad? No, you sound fine. Oh, that's crazy. We got all this equipment we might not even need. Well, I, I don't even have my headphones on, but uh I don't I, either. Okay. I might just wear those anyway since I got them, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to hook a mine up to my thing cuz I think I I got to walk around. My phone is about to die though. Okay. Well, well at least we figured it at this part out. <laughs> okay, let's let's right, exactly. <laughs> All right, this was the main part in my opinion. Right. Okay, so I got these questions here. I don't even know how else, how we supposed to like start it off. We supposed to do the whole little introduction. I don't <laughs> Right. This is our podcast and y'all going to be listening to it. That's up how about that? <laughs> right, yeah, we're just giving our thoughts on stuff. <laughs> If you don't like it, there's the off button. <laughs> Leave a good review. Period. All right. All right. All right. Let's get a we got a couple questions here. Let's go for uh you want to hit the sports, you want to go on narrative driven societies, society or biblical talks. But I don't I don't even have much for biblical talks. I just got fasting done. But I could talk Wait. about that for a minute. <laughs> uh we can start off with the sports just as a first episode. It's like a hook. Yeah, true. So true. they can see, like you know, just like how the discussions go versus, true, true. yeah, versus freaking ESPN or something. Right, exactly. Um, or you, you know exactly what they're gonna say. Yeah, facts. Uh, well, I have pretty broad questions as written down because I guess we should have put more time into getting these questions. But either way, we at the okay. So I got what makes an NBA player great. And or I have who is the best QB of all time? Uh, like at this point, like it's with with the quarterback thing, it's hard to make an argument that anybody's gonna take seriously when you have one guy with Brady with potentially seven rings. Yeah, facts. Because that's like saying, well, somebody might technically throw the ball better. Or, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but it's true. like this guy is so much higher on everything than all these other guys. It's like I, Yeah, for real. I, I think that I think that that's kind of the argument for Michael Jordan too, when it comes to players like LeBron and other players. I think it's always that that he was just that great at it. Like and and Brady is a mix of LeBron and Jordan to the degree of he been there a couple times and lost. But he still got his six rings. Like right. he still he still's got he still has that number. Like plus like to me, like this will sound weird, but it's like how you lose to me matters. Like Yeah. If you just lost like they just beat you and they were the better team, that's one thing. Yeah. Like if you choke it away, that's yeah. another. Like yeah. if you were supposed to beat them and they came back and beat you <laughs> like yeah so there there are different categories but you know at the end of the day sports does have a short menu it's wins and losses true and you know the media is also going to control you know people's perceptions of you know the athletes and oh you, just because some reporter has a beef with a guy that's going to reflect in how he covers them yeah i agree it's, I definitely agree because Stephen A does that. Yeah, like the guys that he's cool with, like 
he will never like keep it real about them. Nope. Like he'll they'll be forty five years old and he'll be like, Oh, I think they can still <laughs> give you a good twenty minutes. <laughs> they'll score eight points. I wouldn't be surprised if he still think Melo could give you like twenty points a game. I I think Melo could probably get fifteen points a game, but that's that's because they putting him in the system and trying to run things for him. I right, think Melo is probably at that age where he about twelve to thirteen points a game. Like in like three years from now, Stephen A. will be like the only hope Melo has is Michael Jordan, the worst <laughs> GM ever, thinks he can still play. <laughs> Oh man, I thought the Blazers would start off the gun pretty, like kind of better than what they did. But I think the right. Blazers are going. I think the Blazers going to be okay because they all for the past like five years they've been a second half team, like a second half of the season team. So right. I think they going. I think they going to show up. But I think what's intriguing about them, if, especially if Nurkic don't get uh, injured, is they finally have that wing defense again. Dame is now on another type of level since the last time they had the wings. And McCullum is good. McCullum is even better. Um, and then their wings are actually serviceable. serviceable. You don't just have Alpha Rukaminu and uh, Mo Harkless. You have Robert Covington and you have a Derek Jones Jr. I think that's exciting for them. Um, I, to me with the Blazers, like, to me, it always comes down to Dame. Like, it is, is he ever going to be better <laughs> Than the other the best other players. best players yeah. in the playoffs. That's like, a fact. Yeah, because it's like at the end of the day, like you need that best player to take you there. Yeah, that's and the truth. He's just gotten like Curry. Like you got scraped, or um, what's his name? Drew Holiday scraped the floor with him. He before. did. He did. <laughs> like, he did. And they and they had no answer for AD. And Rondo picked them apart because I think. I, I, I want to say he got on the uh, JJ Reddick podcast and he talked about how it threw him off guard. It threw them off guard how they played him. I mean, right. how they played them because it was. I, I would probably credit it to Rondo, but I, I don't know. But it's the it's, it seems to be the Rondo effect on his on the teams he plays against. But he just switched the whole how they played against him. I think he alluded to the fact that they didn't play them that way in the regular season. So but they to were me, surprised what... and it threw them off completely. What that tells me is that he's not as feared as he Other might players. think. He's not. He's, well, Do you I don't honestly... even think that he's not. He doesn't think. He doesn't have a – he doesn't have – CJ. nobody sees C.J. McCollum as a legitimate second guy. That's the problem. And then even if right. he was the second guy, he's too small. He's smaller than Dane. So it's but you like, have to look at – able to take that? Look at his Steph Curry. Do you think there's a defense they haven't tried against him? I think there's a defense by. they don't try enough. I think that, and I think that defense is a lot of guys don't want to guard him from half court because they'd be scared to get crossed. Well, That's I don't think I, they're scared to get crossed by Curry. It's partially that they're afraid he's going to pull up. Well, that, well, well if they're scared he's going to pull up, then why they ain't up there? They got to do something, I guess. They got. They. I. I think that's what it comes down to. I think. I don't know if if more if people doing that now. I think they get more comfortable with that idea of playing up on them at, at half court, like especially players like Dame, because Dame is killing it. Okay, so here, here, here's a hypothetical: If you put Clay Thompson in the McCollum spot, are they? Can they make the finals? If Clay Thompson is 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 Clay Thompson before? Yes, bro. I I honestly think Clay Thompson. He I don't think he is technically their best player, 
And I never think he has been technically their best player, but I always have felt like he is always the reason why they win. You take Clay Thompson out off of any team, even Curry, Curry and Durant and Draymond, when Draymond was actually decent. If you take Clay off of that team, LeBron can I think LeBron can beat that team. He's already beat Durant. He's already beat Curry. Clay is the only person and and, and Draymond talks a lot. Clay, Clay is the only person who go out there and don't have to think about everybody expect me to be this great. And that's how he just gets so he's just always that secret weapon. Cause that, uh, every time, bro, I swear, every time a teams will be in the game with with the Warriors. And then next thing you know, Clay Thompson get hot. And when Clay right. Thompson get hot, it's different than when other players get hot. Clay Thompson won't miss 10 straight shots. Whereas mm-hmm. other players get hot and they go seven for ten. They go six for ten, seven for ten. Clay right. Thompson won't miss nothing. And then it all be all three pointers. And he's so great that he doesn't even have to dribble. So a lot of times for me, a lot of people say the greatest all time shooter is Curry. I'll give it I'll give it to him for the numbers, but if I had to take a shooter who I wanted, I'm taking Clay Thompson every time. So to me, if you take if you take Damian Lillard and Clay Thompson on the same team, oh, yeah, but you also oh. have to look at Curry also deserves credit for his, oh, yeah. how he balances yeah. the floor. For sure. For like, sure. I, I agree because he runs around. He doesn't have to dribble the ball. He runs around. Right. I agree. I absolutely agree. I'm just saying, Clay Thompson and Dame, I think they could do something. Because, like, Curry, like, Clay's going to do most of his stuff off the catch. Yeah. I would rather live with that than have Curry who can beat me off the catch, but then he's going to be busting my butt at the rim too. Yeah. Because he's going to be crossing me up. But you know, and then, go ahead. then he's in the paint, then he's passing the ball, then then I'm dead. That's true. Well, one thing I've noticed about um, Curry, these, I think since Toronto, the Toronto series, is that since he hasn't done that, been that iso ball cat for – since what, like 13, 14? Since he ain't been that ISO ball. Cat. Well, 15, 16, with his biggest year. Like, because that was before Durant was there. Which I, I feel like, oh, yeah, he was more ISO that year, too. But I feel like he was even pushing away from it then. I'm talking about the 50 plus points in the in the, in the Madison Square Garden, Curry. That, like, that was like, that was pre Steve Kerr, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, well, like when Mark Steve Jackson Kerr, was still the now, coach. Yeah, and then when they got Steve Kerr, they went, he went, he became even more of a just runaround guy. Right. So, I mean, so he, I don't think since that time, that was like probably his prime at that. I don't think he's been, I, I just, you know, I don't think he's been, he's been used to being that ISO guy. So now he's not really able to do it right now. You know, he's having a hard time. I think they should at least be, are they even an eight seed? Uh, they're probably right around there. They're like around five hundred. They should. I think they should at least be an eight seed. Right. With Cur- if Curry is as good as he is, he's supposed to be. I think they should at least be an eight seed. Right. That man, they benched Wiseman. Oh, why? They need to bench Draymond. Cause- <laughs> <laughs> well, because Wiseman's defense isn't very good, and he's a turnover machine. Mm. See that what what messed up the Warriors season is everybody thought Clay was coming back. It's right. coming back again, I, and they didn't prepare for that. I don't even think they made the moves necessary for that. But honestly, 
they they got they went they started slacking on they after they hit on Draymond. I think they started slacking on their draft picks, and I don't know what it is, or maybe it's just bad coaching, bro. I don't know what's going. Well, on and you're not team. getting as high of draft picks because you're winning too. sixty games. They shouldn't be this bad though. If they they only missing Clay Thompson, and they not they can't even make the play. Like they can't even get the AC, bro. It's something up with that, and, I, and I'm not saying that I would. I'm a type of guy. Where I think I'm always gonna, I, we don't talk about it a lot, but I think coaching plays a really big deal in a lot of things. And I, I don't know if Steve Kerr is actually that guy, or if they just had a great system and Clay, he he just happened to get Clay and Curry and Draymond all at they like peaks. Well, like, it's always because the, he's it, not pulling nothing from nowhere else, and then they had veterans. So we was never, and but that before that, I mean, it almost looked like they was bringing up players in their system. But because right. of Draymond and Clay, but other well, that than was that, more Mark Jackson, though. That's true, and Jerry West is gone. Because like you got to figure, Mark Jackson was a he wasn't an all time great point guard, but he was a very good point guard in yeah. the league. Yeah, and Steve Kerr was like a barely holding on, you know, token white guy kind of. Jimmy, Jimmy for that? No, not that. <laughs> I don't know who could you compare him to. Like he's just a a shooter. Like that's I, all I he was. Take, like I wouldn't even take. Uh, I would take Berea over uh, Kerr, and I would take Heinrich over Kerr. Right. Like as individual players, they probably were are better. Right. But it's like he's been almost like exaggerated as a player since he's had so much success as a coach. Yeah. And was on a lot of championship teams. Yeah. But. That dude was on a lot of teams where he didn't do anything. At all. I agree. Like, he was on the Cavs. He was on the Suns. He was on a bunch of teams. And he was a commentator. So, you know, since he was a commentator and he was in that family, they always going to take care of his name. Right. Like, they never talk anything about Mark Jackson or anything like that. Granted, I wonder if Mark Jackson ever come back if he couldn't take a team over the hump. I think he's getting too old, but to be out of control. I I don't think they'd ever – after he took the – Stance that he wasn't going to co-sign gay marriage, like they're never going to let him back in. You probably right. You probably because right. it's it's the sort of thing where like on TV they'll acknowledge that he kind of got screwed, mm-hmm. but they'll never they say like why, why he did. Yeah, they, yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. But I also feel like see he, I feel like he messed up by being so flaunty like that like you don't have to rub shoving in people's faces nothing to i don't know what was going in going on in they um in a locker room nor in they 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 staff team or whatever like as in the executives and whatnot but i do know i heard that he said he was gonna be praying for one of the one of the guys that was gay which was like why right. would you you know when you say something like that it's, you're not operating in love because you trying to tell this person there's something wrong with you and I'm going to make sure I pray for you. Like, you coming off like that, you coming off like that, you, you you trying to come off like that, you're being like that. I mean, you know, so when you do that, you rub it and people already don't want to listen to the whole message of Jesus anyway because they want to do what they want to do. You just give them all the reason to do so. If you want to be right. super religious like that and think that you better than somebody and think that you don't have to put in the work, so to to one degree, I hope that if if that is the case of the situation, if that is what happened, I hope he can learn from that in terms of being a, a follower of the Lord. Because you you know my my dad is similar to that. You know, like I shouldn't just even say my dad, but just a lot of people are are, are similar to that. It's a lot of Christians 
really attack a lot of other people without attacking themselves at the same time. Granted, this world is evil, though. So. And my son over here just... Yeah, <laughs> 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 well, you, you good, you good. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, man. What you think about the Mark Jackson situation? Uh, like, I, obviously, we don't know the particulars of yeah. the situation, but I think it's basically like they thought he was like too flagrant in his stances. Yeah. And, you know, they're super rich guys and super rich guys are used to getting their way. Yeah. And it's that's the way it is. I wonder how like, rude he was about it. If he really, was- they're. Really, he's kind of lucky he was able to go back to his um, announcer job. I, I always thought that. I always thought that. <laughs> but I think it might be a different a different community. It's just like the you know all those guys on ESPN or whatnot. They they're not athletes anymore. They're just right. But we both about. know like if. If the owner of the Warriors would have called them and been like, "Man, f this dude," That's they wouldn't have brought him back. Apparently, he didn't do well, that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he fired him, but he didn't even necessarily have me. I mean, like a reason to fire him. Well, and I do think, in hindsight, I don't know that Mark Jackson is a coach that gets you over the hump. That's true too. Like yeah. I think he. He's a coach that gets you good. Yeah. Like he develops you, but it's like uh there are a lot of coaches that can do that, that can get you good. Who are but other then coaches you need... that's like that besides Doc Rivers? The most like uh Rick at do you remember Rick Adelman? Kinda. He, he was, was the Timberwolves um... guy, right? No, he was um the Rockets? coach of the Kings when they used to lose to the Lakers. Like oh, Jerry that Sloan was a with while the ago. Jerry Sloan with the Jazz. Uh, I do who else? I think, um, like, Thibodeau, he would get you good, but he wasn't going to win. Yeah. Uh, who else? I would say, honestly, most coaches are like that. Uh, who else is? Dan Tony. He's, like, the perfect example of oh, that. Oh, yeah. Dan like, Tony he like... gets you good. He pumps your stats if up. A, if there was an award for it, they would name the award after uh, Dan Tony. <laughs> right. Like, he gets you right to the edge, but then he can't finish it off. Yeah, I agree. But, like, even with all – you, even with coaching, though, like, it's always about the players. Like, you – the. Like you could say, yeah, he had Clay Thompson, he had Curry, but it's like if you don't have the talent, like you just don't have it. Like you're never gonna take a scrub I, team I think, to the finals. I think the key is to coaches in those when they don't have the stars is how much are you developing your players? Because we used to say that the Spurs developed their players, but now we see that they really maybe they. Well, I mean, maybe they were because now Pop is the GM and everything as well. I mean, like the president now, which is. Stupid. They just doing it because it's pop, though. But <laughs> right. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like I feel like some coaches can actually develop their team and actually get them to a certain place. Um, I feel like a good coach, like Eric Spolstra, is a really good coach because yeah. 
that team never just bottoms out. Yeah. They're yeah. always like, even if they don't have the most talent, yeah, they they're always like a 500 team. Yeah, facts. And that's a, that's the type. That's when you keep your coach. They have no reason to because they don't have to. They don't have the players yet. Now, if they get a certain right. Giannis or something like that, and they not they not getting um, over the hump, then that's different. But they don't. They have Jimmy Butler well, and Bam, and they need to make plus, sure like, Tyler is good. What um Smolstra has going for him too is he has Pat Riley there. Facts, so. Facts. They don't have a GM who's just gonna turn on yeah. him and you yeah. know do whatever he wants to do. Yep. Cause everybody respect Pat Pat Riley. So I wonder they need to make sure they keep that heat culture by they next GM or they next president GM. They need to make sure that they uh actually keep that tradition going. That's so right. I wonder if it'll be Spostra. But like look at the flip side of it where you got um like the Timberwolves, like <laughs> They got nothing good going on there, like, <laughs> and they should. I'm just like Carl Anthony Towns is like as talented as Anthony Davis or any of those big guys, but like, they can't do anything. Bro, I don't. I'm disappointed in them. I I straight thought they was gonna be. I thought they was gonna be better. I thought you know I had my worries about uh Anthony Edwards being a number one right. pick and everything because I I I didn't really like the way I don't think his IQ was there. I thought he has – I think he has everything else, but I don't think his IQ is there. And I don't know how long it would take his IQ to get there. It's just like he's, well, he's like a guy 2021 20, type of guy, young kid. He he's To me, he's like a guy that could score 20 a game, but that's it. Yeah, and don't do nothing like, else. There's, not he's not, there's no other game there. Yeah. No IQ. Right. I think he said he thought – KD was the best player ever as well, too. So, I mean, that's another thing that I feel like. It's like, I, I would say KD is top three scorers all time, and I would probably even possibly put him in there one for myself. If I want if I want uh-huh. a shot, I would possibly put him in there one. But KD being the best all time, I can't say that because if you start talking about the best all time, that means you need to be consistently pushing your team to a to a higher level. And and he can't even he can't even necessarily do that. So, I don't know. Whereas, like, well, this I guess uh, the, being on the Nets is the test because we both know yeah. that Irving and Harden are both nuts. They guys. are, bro. They freaking so. Are. Like, if he can win a title with them, it's like, gonna be too much. I think it's gonna be too much pressure for. I think. I think. I think it's gonna be a lot of pressure. And when they get to Boston, I think they – or maybe even Philly, I think they'll beat those teams. I think they can get to the finals, but I just don't think that they're going to be able to handle the composure of – because they don't have an answer for AD. So even if AD wanted to be the guy to be like, you know what, I'm going to just cruise – because we don't know now. But now let's say AD is having a statistical season the way know, he is man. to be like, I'll just wait till I get to the finals to show – I mean to the playoffs to show up because he is a big I guy. Think it- they have the championship. I think uh, Harden's the answer for KD. He's not going to guard him, but but I'm saying AD, who's stopping say AD up... and who and how are yeah. and, there, and and also AD in, inside with a slow Marcus Saw, I guess, which he could still be a solid team defender. But Marcus Saw and I, well, Fuzz, they might be able to eat up Harold, huh? <laughs> Plus, you you have to you have to play to LeBron. Like you have to use LeBron against LeBron. Is he really gonna throw it to AD every time and let him 
let him just shoot forty times? No, no. That and it, that that then when they tried that last year, that sucks anyway. Trying to give people one on one all that one on one time, they did that in the beginning of the season. And it was terrible. Like I think Davis he might even understand about himself. Like he's a certified beta. Like he's not gonna be that dude. So. At least he can I don't know. I, I I would probably pick the Nets to beat them. I don't think. I just don't think they're gonna do it. I don't think they're gonna be able to do it because outside of those three, that's great if they shoot sixty shots a night and maybe get ninety points together. But where are the other points coming from? Legit, like where 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 are contributing points coming from? Because they that's that's not, not all ninety of their points ain't gonna be uh great points. It might became in. Uh, it might have just been. A back and forth little, uh, like you know, they not they all. Mo- you know what I mean? Like in terms of like momentum, right? Like, all of their shots ain't gonna be like vital. I guess I don't know. I don't know what the word I want to use for that is, but yeah, right. I don't know where I don't know where anything else is coming from that team. If they would have kept Jared Allen, I would say yeah, maybe because they at least have a young dude who can still kind of develop. But their team right now is just like I don't even know who they could trade for. They'd have, oh, to, they'd have to have this is their team. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't I don't think they have anything, bro. I don't think they have and and Kyrie is like no I don't even think Kyrie is even a close to 50 percent shooter. KD is right. the only the KD is only the, the the only true efficient guy. I mean Harden is Harden is decent, but now that he's playing with them. Well Kyrie's more efficient than Harden. Is he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'd have to I look it know. up, but I'm pretty sure he is. I don't know. The only reason I say that is because you, when you got Harden, you got playmaking. Kyrie ain't necessarily a playmaker. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, if Harden embraces being the point guard. I think he is, like, though. Like, him and KD running pick and roll, you can't yeah, you guard can't that. Guard that like, I mean, actually, so I think, you could because KD not really strong enough. If, if, all right, so if you pick and roll – on, let's say, oh, because this is something I would do. Let's say you put AD out there on Harden, and you do a pick and roll, and now AD is on KD. AD has to pull up. He not, he not, he's not gonna body AD to the hole. AD can't body. I mean, KD can't body anybody to the hole. So mostly any mm-hmm. pick and roll, I'm probably trying to make sure I have some physical players out there who ain't scared to actually guard KD, and actually have. And if you got Mark Gasol out there. You got the length to cover down, cause all all Mark Gasol got to keep doing is bumping, and they don't have a shooter at center, and and uh, DJ. So we know DJ right. not moving out the out of the paint. So it's always gonna be clogged for Mark Gasol down there, and Mark Gasol has the length to make up for his lack of athleticism these days. So I right, but if if you if you do your pick and roll, and KD instead of rolling to the rim, if he flares out to the mid range. Nobody's guarding him. Nobody can block that shot. AD gonna be up there. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you can switch, if you can start him on, if you know they want to do that pick and roll consistently, and they come down the court and you let AD or another long big go ahead and guard, um, go ahead and guard uh, Harden coming up and they do that pick and roll and you switch and they pick mm. up and they able to pick up uh, KD, I don't see why that wouldn't work. I don't know. See, the thing, only thing is, since they don't have Dwight anymore, that messes up their chances to do that. Right. Because Dwight could actually probably get out there. He was athletic enough, whereas they, they eat up Marcus Saul, and that's just, that's just it. 
and Harold's not a great defender. The only how Harold is going to actually perform on defense is if I believe that they he buys into the fact that I'm a Laker now. I got LeBron here, which he was big on them not talking and stuff. So now he got the leader that he wants. So now he got LeBron. Right. Now he got AD. So let's see if he can actually step it up. Because if he can step it up and be six man Harold even throughout the pay- the playoffs, I, they have a pretty good chance. When they sit right. down, though, they don't have a chance. And the reason why when they sit down, they also don't have a chance is because, say you sit down Kyrie and Harden. Okay, now KD has to score all the points. Granted, KD can play make pretty decently, but still. Um, okay, and then you say you sit down uh, KD and you have Harden and Kyrie. How is Kyrie going to handle not having the ball? And then how is Harden going to handle not having the ball? And then if you play, like... It's- well, Kyrie showed he can play off the ball in Cleveland because LeBron had the ball. Ah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That is true. And, the, and then is Harden a ball is your point guard. Will he, will he mess up the flow of the offense, though, do you think? And Kyrie uh, will play defense for you, but he, if he, him playing hard defense is liable to he, for him to hurt his knee. <laughs> right. So, I mean... But shoot, yeah, you make a good point though. He did do that in Cleveland, so like it basically like if those guys wanted to work, I think they can figure it out. Like yeah. you can plug in like role players anywhere, guys off the street, whatever. Cause like it's gonna be about the stars for them anyway. Like, look at that Miami team with LeBron. Like, they just had a bunch of guys. Like yeah. Mario Chalmers, yeah. like he never did anything after Miami. No, not at all. Or like they, you just all you have to do is have guys that have a relatively high IQ. That's it, and, I, and that, I don't see, know their role. And yeah, I agree. And I don't see why I don't see how these guys lose themselves to roles so much because we all know these players can can score. They can do these things. They can ISO ball. They can do these things, but they just don't. And it's like they never develop. The, the rest. They just they, right. they develop only in their roles and that's like I don't understand why you would only develop that role. Well I think part of it is you get into the league and like not everybody's gonna be given the chance to be a LeBron or not even LeBron that's just true like too. star. Yeah that's true. Like if you start trying to act like the star you're gonna get cut. That's true. I wonder how much of they training they actually do because I, I don't understand what a spot-up shooter has to practice, what has to do in practice other than being like Curry just running around and then catching and shooting threes. I don't I don't know what a, a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter would have to do other than that. And I don't know how you'd have to – I don't know how you could spend all practice doing that and still just be decent at it. So I can't say right. that they actually putting in immense work. Like these, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. Well, you you got to keep your body in shape. Like That's you got to, you know, stay in the gym. And I think it's, I do believe in the role thing because like not everybody can be the star. Like a system yeah. is more so for the is, is more so for the role player than the star. Like LeBron's always going to get his you know twenty seven eight and eight. Yeah, but. Those other guys need to know where they're supposed to be. That's yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. I agree. I agree. Uh, all right, we got a we did good on sports. 
All right, we got narrative-driven societies or just society. Uh, it's like where do you even start with that? Um, I don't. I don't know if we should do that now. I'd have to like think about that. And maybe like come up with some narratives that are insistent. Like I was um, I was watching this um, old interview with on some talk show. It was Jim Brown and the this governor Maddox from Georgia, mm-hmm. and you could tell the implication of the person making the clip was to make the old Southern governor look racist. <laughs> but if you actually watch the clip, it's like they're talking about um, integration. And he says um, that he doesn't have a problem with it generally, but he doesn't think it's the government's place to force it. Right. And that that's going to cause more problems, which it did, than really then it's going to help anything. Yeah, for sure. And Jim Brown didn't really have a comeback to that. <laughs> like, I think it's the long-term aspect because nobody can argue that desegregation of bathrooms, desegregation of water fountains or whatever is beneficial to, to all people. Nobody can argue against that. But I think long-term, all those rules they put in place to be like, you have to get along with this person. You have to get along with this person. Only harbor, only still festers the hate. But now since you put it into closed doors, now you really can't solve the problem because now people just don't talk about the problem. Whereas if naturally over time, I, I would think that the more people just kind of just integrated themselves, it would work. But at the, at the same time, that's a theory in itself as well because we don't know. It never happened. Right, but now since the government went out of their way to force it, right, there's a lot of bitterness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, they couldn't just allow things to become what they were going to become. They wanted to push a certain agenda for whatever reason. And, you know, if anything, it's... They only made things worse, right. which the government usually does. The gov- In terms of government control. So, I was saying, right. what? okay, what do you think the black community should have done in that situation? I think they they were basically being programmed to seek the approval of white people. I agree. Like, yeah, that's a good point. That's a very like good point. Let us, let us into your group, basically. And I think they just shouldn't have gone for that. Yeah. They should have said, like... Let's just keep building our own stuff. Yeah, let's build our... Exactly. Like, um, they oh, what was it called? It was like there's this thing called Black Wall Street back in the day. Yeah, but see, I like, see, I heard that got burned down by a KKK or something like that. Uh, maybe it was. I don't know the details so of that. You, so th- those are so those are certain faults that I hear a lot of times, especially in o- the older black people talk about because they would say basically like where they would try, but people would uh. They, they would just shut it down. My answer, my, the only thing I've come across that could possibly be an answer to try it this way, try, you know, try another approach, I think, in terms of the black community is do like the Italians did because the Italians weren't like just like black people work, I guess, basically based on what the narratives of, of society and right. based off what they did or what they did was they made Bank of America, but they didn't say blank 
I mean, Bank of Black America or Bank of African Americans of America, they said Bank of America. So they may right. blend into society, whereas I think a lot of times because of history and because of what hist- what our what our parents and grandparents and people before us keep telling the next generation to do is we always want to have this stamp on the things that we do. Oh, right. black owned business or or whatever. And and the only reason those labels become popular even in other cultures, even with Hispanics, if they adapt to that, it's a it's a uh Hispanic stone place. Like the it's it's only because you know, the African-Americans are doing it, but it's not really beneficial because if people are, why not just let somebody walk in there and they walk in there and they actually like it, then find out the owner is black and be like, hey, maybe I shouldn't think like that. Like, why do you have right. to do the whole, and then it's like, if you get, if if you, depending on where you put your, your restaurant, obviously, but if say your restaurant is just in your neighborhood, then you don't have to tell everybody it's black owned because everybody gonna know it's black owned. Right. So I don't know, man. There's so many aspects of that one, but it's just it's just so many different ways to look at it because. Oh well. See, but, but you, the way I kind of see it is like to have to go out of your way to name your race and then owned. Yeah. tells me like there's an insecurity yeah. there yeah like like i need you to understand that i'm this yet i still have this it, okay so, terms, so what like, do you think about because i i think overall the whole overall aspect is if you are doing that to talk to other races and show that and flaunt it to other races i agree but in terms of com- inner community if you just telling the rest of your community this is black owned. What do you think about that? Is that possible? Is that uh, is that a way to like? How does that work? How does that work? Uh, I think there could be some of that, but I also think there's a. I don't know, like what if they? How many people are that interested in knowing who the owner of anything is? Like. <laughs> And let's be for real. A lot of people are a lot of people are haters. Like that's true, that's a good they point, see bro. they see that you're doing good, and they're just they're, they're gonna try to tear you down. That's and it's true. like that's a good. I can't argue with that perspective. That's a, that's true. That's absolutely true, man. And it's like just bringing up your race in general is a very divisive topic. It is. So it's like. If you're bringing that up and putting it on Front Street, you're like saying controversy. Come to my door. That's true because if I if I go out somewhere, well, not me because I'm not I'm not really political. But if somebody goes out, they could be perfect or, or at work or something. They could be friends with a person or very friendly with a person for a long time and just be really good acquaintances. And then as soon as they f- figure out they political rivals, especially here in 2021, then they get now, now they don't like them. And that's the same like, with this whole race thing. Even with the black-owned businesses thing, it's like, it seems like one of those things where it's like white liberals want to feel good about themselves. So they'll <laughs> say, oh, I went to the black-owned business yeah, today. And, and then they don't understand that is that right there is also racism. And it's or the, the idea that they try the narrative of what racism means that idea in itself is that, that there, right, right there. This whole 
yeah, I went there and, and I support them. So you support them because you checked the box? Right. It's like it's like saying, like, I gave money to the kid at the lemonade stand, so I'm a good person. <laughs> That's a good perspective. That's the best way to put it. That's the best way to put it. I mean... Cause like you know they you know they're not just going there they're also like telling their friends that they went there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And taking pictures and using right. Snapchat filters if the if the place have them. It's like look look at this young lady in her lovely afro. It was so nice. <laughs> like she let me touch it and everything. Right. <laughs> I, <laughs> For real though, bro. That's exactly how it is, man. Like it, it's it's like that movie Get Out. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Period. But it it's like it's like people that like don't even get that like they're that that they are something. It's like you're doing this and it's actually racist, but you think like, oh, I'm doing such good work here. Yeah, facts. I remember, um, for instance, my mom was trying to tell me this uh, thing that she used chairs and couches for this analogy. And she says, <laughs> she says, some people are chairs and some people are couches. And you can never allow yourself to think that a chair is a couch. A chair is always going to be a chair. So I'm like, okay, that's good. But later on, I, you know, really started thinking about it. And it's just like, well, sometimes chairs think they're couches or a couch just thinks they're a chair. Like, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, whether you're a chair or you're a couch, everybody's going to try to put the thing that they shit with on you. <laughs> hey, that's period. That's period. Exactly. <laughs> And you do yourself such a disservice if you're sitting up there thinking like, well, mine is actually more cushion for the... <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I got the vibrator for him. Like... Hey, you're right, though. That's a fact. That's a, that's a fact. Uh, that's why we got to be humble, man. Because you don't ever want to take yourself to that point where... You can't even realize, look yourself in the mirror. But I honestly think a lot of times people just be scared to think about the truth. I, I, right. I don't understand what's so scary, but I, I rather, I personally would rather hear the truth and be able to prepare for it where then just sit here and act like it's not real and live in a fantasy for, I don't know, however long. And then next thing you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a slave and I don't know how. Or I'm just right. like, just a belief, or I'm a slave. So now I'm like, well, I guess that's what I am now. Right. <laughs> like, I think that's coming in a, in a, into a degree. I don't think we ever going back to that hard labor type of slavery. But well, it is like um, the whole thing of they talk about equality, and oh, we just want equality. It's like if you're saying that the white man is the devil and horrible and the worst then why do you want equality with them what do you that means you want to be the same as them. what do you say for like the what that don't necessarily see white people as an evil competitor or whatever but they simply just be like you know what it's it's just kind of a system where i feel as if i am not 
represented or whatever they may feel, but they don't that they're not necessarily racist about it, I guess. I well, I don't know, because then that is kind of racist. But what work have they put in to to get their representation? Like, why does it always have to be about the group you're a part of? Like, what's that group doing for you necessarily? Like, you know, no, I like agree. outside of your individual family, like what's the white guy f- for me or black guy down the street doing for us? Like, I don't know. And you don't know. Like, <laughs> I think I think that was one thing about Trump that was interesting as well, too, because that was a that was always a big hang up where people be like, I don't like him because he racist. And then but but everybody would have a hard time fighting against his policy. Like it was right. never, it was never really. You could never really fight against his his policies or the things that he was putting in place, but always against his words. And for for somebody like me, I really just don't care because I I personally feel like all the presidents is in a sense a puppet anyway. So I don't really care. But at the same, well, time, in the sense to, to me, in the sense that they didn't let him have a second term, almost proves the point that maybe he was for real. That's that's possible. That's possible. Like they're like, oh, he's stirring too much shit yeah. up. Like, unless it was, unless it was a legitimate psychological operation. Because, like, does anybody really believe, like I said before, that Joe Biden got more votes than Obama? Does anybody I, I, really I have believe a very that? Hard time believing it. I think the only reason people do believe it is because they just don't like Trump and they didn't want him in there. Well, yeah, because they want to believe yeah. it, and it's so funny. Like, um, the first week or whatever, Biden's in there. He ends the XL pipeline and like gets all these people fired. <laughs> and like people are like, oh, well, it's too bad that they got fired, but at least the Hitler's gone. <laughs> the Hitler that, that didn't that didn't put us in no wars. Right. That didn't do anything Hitler did is gone. I think uh, you know, for me, I think I was interested to see what Biden is gonna was gonna do. Um I, one thing I've seen so far that I'm like I don't necessarily know why he did it. I didn't I didn't look into too much, but I saw a headline today that said that um, Biden has signed has signed an executive order to stop that oil fracking. Like I don't know if that's right. everywhere. I didn't open up the article and I didn't check multiple sources, so I don't know if it's everywhere. But if this man stopped fracking in general. Uh, I haven't read that article, but they might have done it on like federal land or something. I'm not sure exactly. Because if if it's everywhere and that's a thing, then our our oil price is going up like crazy. Right. And even even just federal land, the oil prices might go up like crazy. Like I don't think people understand. Like back to you were saying, Trump didn't start any wars. Like I don't think people understand how big a deal that is. Like. All these presidents for decades have been starting wars. Yeah. And like Obama had four or five, Bush had three or four, Clinton had four or five. Like these dudes, like they make so much money off that war. And Trump didn't start any. Like what what wait, what was what was Obama's war? Uh the shit he had um in Libya, that was a disaster. What happened in Libya? I uh, they, that was one of Hillary Clinton's beauties when she oh, was Secretary of State. I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. The Benghazi thing, right? Right. 
Or no, Libya and Benghazi, those are two separate things. Oh, well, but never mind. They were, both, they were both Hillary Clinton productions. I need to. I, I need to start. I always want for start wanted to start with the Benghazi thing by watching that movie, but I need to uh, research some of that stuff because I never right. take the time for personal uh, game. And then Obama had shit going on in Syria. He had shit all over the place. Like whether they were official declared I wars, I would just call them absolute disasters. Yeah. But they had a bunch of. Them. I know what you mean. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because, like, even with Trump, like, even if you don't like the dude or you don't like his personality or whatever, like, people were so irrational yeah. about it. I think like, they would just go, like, like they got a demon I, coming out of I them or something. I start feeling the same way towards, like, um, how people were about Biden at the, at the end and during this election process. It was a lot of people, like, I would say, especially at my job, there's a lot of people who was really getting like very, very riled up about it. And sometimes I would even catch myself up, get catch myself getting riled up about any instance that I felt was just unfair or like, okay, this is stupid because the other side did this. So now the other side want to get on this side about doing the same thing that they did. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, did you see that headline that was like, um, Biden basically implemented the same travel policy as Trump, <laughs> yet somehow now is not racist. I think so. I think I did see something like that. So it's it's just like the complete hypocrisy of, you know, I'm going to say you're a piece of crap for doing this, and then I'm going to do the same thing. My biggest thing so far has been that minimum wage. I, I feel like anybody who thought Biden was about to put come up here and do a whole bunch of stuff for minimum wage like for the average the average Joe worker and then they had to wake up thinking that they was all about to get their minimum wage raised to fifteen dollars which would in itself ruin the economy but anyway getting they stuff going up right. to fifteen dollars an hour and then they wake then then they go into work and start talking about it riled up in a mug like we about to start getting paid fifteen dollars an hour. The next thing you know the boss like no you're not that's federal <laughs> Like what you no 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 or, Biden had said that he was gonna raise it to fifteen dollars an hour. Like yeah, well he only did it federal. Sorry, you still making whatever you making. I I just right. really wonder how many people feel bad about, or or how many people actually like he lied to us. Feel stupid. Yeah, like he lied to us. Like because that's how I would feel. But that's why I didn't vote personally because I just like I don't I don't trust that anybody would do exactly what I want to be done. When it comes to what right, I like want a to politician, done, I just want to make sure that that I'm able to worship Christ, and that's all they pretty much come down to. Because <laughs> who who would ever think a politician would lie? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who would think that. <laughs> and it'd be so bad. But people, man, people it's like will say a politician. They will say they don't trust the government, and then they will listen to a whole speech from their favorite candidate or they they a spokesman from their party and be like. I like this one because you can tell they telling the truth. How can you tell they telling right. the truth? <laughs> Do you know him? Like, I feel good about that. Like, that's the same person who gonna cry when you see an actor get on a talk show talking about a hard experience in their life and they start crying and they start, and then they'll, they'll start crying because the actor is crying. Like, you can't right. trust that the actor telling you the truth. 
I'm not saying that the actors are right. telling you the truth, but you can't trust them. They they are right. they are paid. I think uh who said it? I think it was uh who's the guy who played up? Uh, I can't I, I can't remember his name. Oh, Johnny Depp. I think he was the one who said they just professional liars. That and right. Shia LaBeouf said too. Shia LaBeouf said it too. I think he said he wants to be. I think he was the one who said he wanted to be the best liar. And that's all they right. that's all they try to do is just be lying. I'm like, dang. Like, how blatant can you get? You can. Right. And I remember I saw Ashton Kutcher was doing something in like in like uh I don't I don't want to say Congress, but he was somewhere. And he, I think it might have been an abortion topic or something. I don't, I can't remember what he was standing for. If he was standing for pro life or or against it or whatever. But I just remember he was crying. And I'm just like, why are everybody sitting right. here listening to Ashton Kutcher cry like he like he ain't this out a thousand times in his career? Like, it's not easy right. to make it believable. Like, if I start crying, it's not believable. If I start trying to fake cry, it's unbelievable. But actors start really crying, it's believable in a mug. Or, I mean, or a woman. But right. you know, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> but still, though, they're just actors, man. Right. Yeah, people want to believe all kinds of different stuff. Like, like people really thought Biden was going to do anything good, and he wasn't. Like, the dude is owned by China. I'm eager to see and, like, what he does. I'm eager to see what he does because I like to try to give everybody some sort of fair shake. I'm eager to see what he does before I want. I want to give him something before I start dogging him. Yeah, they stole the election, so I'm not giving that dude any chance. <laughs> I, I will like, say, you, I will say that election was very, 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 very skeptical because I really thought it was weird, and I was paying attention to it for some reason. I, I was paying attention to it, and the polls stopped. And then when they started right. again, uh, and Trump was way Trump was way down, much. and when they and I'm and I'm here three hours back. I'm three hours behind right. the, the majority of the United States or direct or, you know, the, yeah, just I don't know, other people in the United States. So I stayed up longer than the average person. And then mm-hmm. I wake up at I think it was one o'clock in the morning. It was still just about the same. And I wake up at four again. And the next thing you know, when they started the poll, when they started it, next thing you know, Trump is down by about the same numbers that he was up by. And he was blowing him out in them last couple states that he actually needed. Like Biden had got all those right. little tiny states, but it was looking like Trump was about to just win. He was about to take it home, and Biden and Biden right. was just gonna get Nevada. But then, no, this man—they <laughs> had that was real. But you know where I, I think Trump failed. Trump's team failed by they blew it up by saying like we was about we about to we about to um what was they said bring out the crack and everything. But all they did was bring out a case and be like, see, it was happening. But to the judges, this is like, okay, it's happening, but those amount of votes that y'all found is not overturning the election. And I think that was the key thing. And that's why I kept saying, why didn't they just do a uh, an, uh, an audit? Why, why not just audit the whole thing and do the whole... Well, the judges, the judges wouldn't even allow that. Why? They wouldn't even... They would just say basically oh you don't have a case like they weren't even giving them a chance because like let's be for real these judges are mostly cowards (laughs) so they weren't they didn't want to face the wrath of the media and the democratic party and all that stuff to be that judge because they're realistically they're probably going to end up dead 
if they lead to yeah. the election being flipped to yeah, Trump. Messing, messing with the uh, the Democrats for sure. Right. So like I don't like I think the way like Democrats I swear they look at it like this. They don't care whether it was legitimate no. or not. They just care that Trump's gone. I, well, I like say, that's I w- it. I, w- I would say I shouldn't say I wouldn't say all Democrats, but I will say that these media driven, these young, these young Democrats, the and the politician Democrats. I don't know about everybody else, but specifically this this generation of we love everything and we're just going to accept everything, even if. <laughs> Even if whatever is causes a, a huge problem in society, those type of Democrats and the political Democrats, I think those people. Well, they're like, um, we're going to accept everything except the Bible and anything we don't like. Yeah, facts. Exactly. That's I always have a, when I'm talking to Christians I or people who claim to be Christians, because there's a lot of false convert Christians out there. But when I talk to right. Christians, I usually ask and they do vote Democrat. I usually ask them. What is your, what is your, okay, because we all, we obviously see the attacks that democratic policies have on our belief system that cannot waver. You cannot change what Jesus Christ has told us to do. We cannot change what God's word has told us to do. Simple thing. So right. I, want, I always ask them and they never, they, it always comes just back down to that they just hate the other side or they don't like the other side. And right. when I talk and on the right side, I feel what the right tends to do in that same aspect is they might get too hateful. They might they might not. I mean, it comes down to love, but I, I, it's a better word. I feel like they get too. I feel like at least maybe in the last four years, I feel I feel like it's been very. Hard to, I mean, it's at the at one point at one end you can't say it's been very hard to see unfairness going for so long, but we could never be like people who be get treated so unfairly that we start to. Who who are we talking about? I'm talking about the right side right now. I feel like no, no, no. But who who is being treated unfairly? Their political party. I would say Trump in this oh, okay, specific gotcha. yeah, in this in this specific case. I don't think that okay. I don't think you can say I don't think that we could make a like make a case by saying, okay, well they was doing it like you know, they were being a certain way to us, so we can be right of them. I just think that's the absence of love in itself as well. I don't it's it's not all the blatant things, but it is taking us taking it taking it on in our own hands where we don't have to necessarily take it in our own hands. And honestly, I want the kingdom to come. So I'm not going to lie to you, Matt. I don't mind it that we got these Democrats doing what they're doing. Because the, the more and the more, I'm going to be good regardless. The Lord promises me I'm going to be straight. So right. I want it to come because I want all these people to keep doing what they're doing so my my kingdom can come so I can be home. I'm tired. Of, this right. is no winning. You cannot beat these people. This not, it's not because it's too many of them. Not, not beat them in terms of... Uh, you can't prosper, but you can't beat the political game. You can't beat the system. You can't beat. It's a whole nation built off of it. This, this whole, this whole like culture of one versus the other. I don't think you can ever beat it. I so I don't mind them. Come. I want the kingdom to come. That's the first thing in the Lord's prayer: is your kingdom come, then your will be done. Right. Well, I think. Um, 
I think the difference between now and in the past is that uh, in the past it was more of a a back and forth about how to get to the same end point. Right. Now, the left side, they just want to burn it down. They don't want to figure out the best solution for everybody. They want to destroy the other side. That, yeah, that's true. The other, the whole, the ideology of the other side, I will say. Like, like I guarantee you, if they could get away with it, they would have Trump hanging by his foot. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and if they could get away with it, they'd take out the bo- the Bibles right now. I mean, right. Uh, this is going... they take the guns and the Bibles. That'd be like, first on even, the list. Bro, AOC, bro, I, I, it's not a lot of people that I just really don't say. Like, I just don't know why they where they at. And I'm talking Man, about you... the military, but... But, <laughs> but AOC, bro, I... I don't even. I'm like, how did you get there? How did you? She's an act. Because it's like you were talking about actors. Yeah, true. She's an actor. Yeah. A very good one at that. But it's like every time she talks, I don't know policy, how good she, she is. Don't know she, what she's talking she, about. She basically fooled a bunch of young idiots. But <laughs> like... it's not my thing. Is it can't be all young idiots because they not the only the young people ain't the only ones voting and they usually vote less. So I'm sitting up here thinking, Well, she only, she only won her New York election by like 10,000 votes, which isn't much. Oh, okay. And she probably going to But she's like, so New York is already super liberal. Yeah, that's true. And then the dude who she was running against didn't even campaign. Oh, wow. Like, because he thought he just had it in the bag. Yeah, he was true. <laughs> so, and now we got like, AOC up here being the stereotypical politician. Always on crack. <laughs> I don't know what she be on, but she be. I'm like, I saw her one time playing a game on Twitch with people, and I'm just like, I understand that people can do what they want to do, and if I still play video games, I probably wouldn't have you know no issue with, no matter what. I would, I'd probably be uh, liable to be the president still trying to play video games <laughs> where I was at. So I, I'm not saying that, but I'm just like, I was like, dang, and it was like the way she was talking. It's like she was like a kid, like she's. It's like she wants to be, I'd like to to come off as she's a teenager or something, but she's in her thirties, right? But she because she's trying to relate to the voters yeah, of the future, yeah. not the voters of right now. Yeah. But that's the world, though. But we had sixty one minutes, going to sixty two minutes. Um, <laughs> you think we should wrap this up? Yeah, for sure. I think it was a it was a decent one. I mean. We'll have some days to talk about, I guess. But yeah, I think it was a decent one. Whoever actually listened to this, thank you for <laughs> thank right, you for right, listening. Definitely, but, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Because we was just talking about nothing. We'll definitely be more organized in the future, though. But it's our first podcast, our first ever recording. We didn't practice, we didn't rehearse, so we didn't do it. I mean, we didn't rehearse, we didn't do anything. Right. So this is what you got. This is the raw, unedited truth versus word. <laughs> right (laughs) yeah okay all right man 